Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Healers. Thank you all who uh, tune in every month, I guess, every week to hear the guest shows. It's great to have you back. If you are new, welcome to the show. Holistic Tips is an episode I have um, specifically, you know, within the Holistic Healers podcast that comes out once a month, usually the first of every month where I share my own recommendations, my own knowledge, um, things I've shared with clients, stuff that's helped me in my own healing journey. Um, Just because, you know, in the regular episodes I share, I bring on guests who share their recommendations, their clinical, you know, advice. And some of you have been wanting to hear that from me. Um, You know, I'm not a psychologist um, yet. I'm still in school to do so. But, you know, I've learned a lot. And I think there are some people that have asked for my own things. Um, So especially because, you know, I'm sharing a lot on uh, the Instagram platform. If you don't follow along, it's holistic underscore healing LC for life coach, because that's what I am right now um, until I get my doctorate. But um, people have been wanting some further information so about the post I've been sharing. And, you know, if you post anything on Instagram, there's a limit of how much, how many words you can add. So that's kind of why I started the podcast and doing the holistic tips episodes. So, um, if you aren't familiar with either of them or you're new to the show, definitely go check out any of the other episodes that best serve your needs. And if you have any topics or know any people or maybe yourself, maybe you want to be on the show or like I said, you have a topic that you want to learn more about, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to create a post, share a podcast, um, invite whoever it is on so I can talk to them. Um, But yeah, thank you all for listening and tuning in. We are doing a holistic tips episode today. So monthly episode, sharing some advice. So let's get into it now. So I, all over, I guess we'll talk about pop psychology. All over the internet, we see what's known as pop psychology. Essentially, this is what's maybe up and coming um, in psychology. Sometimes, you know, it's research-based. Sometimes it's not. Um, A lot of the stuff in pop psychology is new and we often see it on social media or we just see it, you know, in new books or, you know, stuff like that. Um, And it's all over. And, you know, I just had a class for lifespan child development where we did a whole pop psychology um, kind of project presentation. And I did mine on astrology and Upcoming, we do have an episode about astrology coming on with the author of the book that I read for that class. So definitely tune into that because it's going to be exciting. But I wanted to talk specifically about how social media, maybe specifically, but how we are utilizing pop psychology, social media to self-diagnose and how that's different from being self-aware. Because A lot of psychology and a lot of the interventions that we are starting with or want clients um, to focus on is self-awareness, but that's not self-diagnosis. And I think people get this kind of mixed up because they are very, very, very different. And we don't want anyone to be self-diagnosing themselves 
we want them to be self-aware. And then meeting with professionals who are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I personally think, in my opinion, holistically evaluating them in order to help them. And maybe meeting the client where they're at, trying to better reflect their self-awareness in order to help them get the best treatment interventions, recommendations um, to them. So there's a difference between self-diagnosis and self-awareness, and we're going to be talking about that today. So let's start with self-awareness, because I've talked about this topic a lot on each of the episodes, and if you weren't sure what it is, self-awareness is just being present to realizing, um, noticing, and really using the word being aware, um, maybe even acknowledging how we're thinking, what our feelings are and how we're feeling, the body sensations that come from feeling, and what are our behaviors? How are we acting? And are we noticing the issues or maybe even just the consequences positively or negatively about them? So that's self-awareness. It's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it's a good thing, like I was saying. Um, We realize that with, you know, hard work and, you know, whatever it is and studying, we'll get an A on a test, hopefully. That's some self-awareness. We see the correlation between our actions, the work we put in, and the results, the input and the output. That's that's self-awareness. So, for example, with thoughts, feelings, behaviors, and you know, what, again, we talk a lot about in psychology and interventions, if we are feeling anxious, there's two things that we can talk about. There's the emotions and the emotional literacy and being able to name feelings. So instead of us just being, or I guess saying that we're happy or sad or mad, um, very basic, you know, emotional, literal terms, Um, but we can get more specific. So maybe I'm mad, but instead I can be more specific and say, you know, I'm frustrated. Um, That's different from being mad. It's a little different. Um, The body sensations are maybe a little more different. Instead, maybe I feel a racing heart with tension in my shoulders um, versus I'm not mad. I'm actually jealous. And that's also different from being frustrated. Jealousy is a little different. So With even jealousy, you know, there's different body sensations that we can also link it to. So being aware of how specific we can get with our emotions, that is self-awareness. And then the body sensations, right? If, If I'm anxious or like I was saying earlier, frustrated or jealous, these can come with, uh, I should say subjective because everyone is different in their emotions, um, but subjective and specifically different, um, body sensations for each emotion. So if I'm anxious, maybe one person can feel, you know, again, the tension in the shoulders, sweaty palm, racing heart. Maybe for me, I don't feel any of those things and I just get migraines and I ruminate a lot. I I can realize, I can notice those ruminating thoughts, the cyclical kind of thoughts, I spiral. Um, That's actually true. (laughs) I actually do that. But I I can be self-aware and realize when I am feeling anxious, I have this, a lot of these ruminating thoughts that I can't get over, essentially. So that's all about being self-aware. We can understand our thoughts, what our thoughts are doing, 
Maybe we don't know why they're doing it, but we can understand, oh, this is happening right now. We can understand the feelings that we're having. Um, we can specifically label them, maybe even understand the triggers that that's probably another step, but understand the triggers that are impacting both our thoughts and our feelings. And then we can understand the resulting behavior or we can see, hey, this behavior makes this person upset or this this behavior isn't something I like doing and maybe I want to change it. All of that, our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors, our we can notice it. All of that is our self-awareness. So this is completely different from self-diagnosis. And I, I want everyone to be very cautious when they use the term self-diagnosis because, you know, you always hear those, like the cliche of like, you know, I, I checked WebMD, I have my symptoms, um, you know, you can see these signs that I'm having, it's obvious that I have bipolar disorder, or I have major depressive disorder, or, you know, whatever the diagnosis is. And when that happens, right, we, we're just reading something maybe within an hour's span. Maybe you've taken weeks to really understand um, the diagnosis. And, you know, you could be accurate, right? You could, you could be spot on. But what happens is that when we continuously either self-diagnosis or self, so I can't even say self-diagnose ourselves, we begin to stigmatize it or we create what's known as a heuristic, right? It's like this mental blueprint makes it easy to reference instead of having to always go back to the research and explain. We can categorize ourselves with this label. So for example, if we say that we have bipolar disorder, right? If we say our moods are back and forth all the time, well, that's not very accurate of the diagnosis. Um, for some, it can be, but there's so much more. It, the, the diagnosis is so complex that when we take the maybe the little knowledge or the little research that we have done, read about it a little, and categorize ourselves under this diagnosis, we stigmatize it, right? And for people who, and like I said, maybe you are, maybe you, maybe you do have bipolar one or bipolar two um, disorder. However, if that's not the case and we're calling ourselves bipolar, we are stigmatizing it. So for everyone else that's experiencing this diagnosis, we, I think we're bringing a lot of shame to these clients. Um, I think we're, we're dismissing their reality and we're not actually being accurate with your own reality. So I would definitely caution you um, anyone out there, including myself or any other professional of making quick judgments about ourselves, because one, we wouldn't want to do this anyway. Um, I think it's very detrimental to be that self-critical. And I just don't think it's beneficial of any, any kind. Now, self-awareness, I guess, if you think you're bipolar and you're saying, you know, I have these emotions that go back and forth. Well, the self-awareness would come from that. You, you can understand or you can see, you are aware of the fact that you are having these mood shifts, these mood changes very rapidly or very frequently. And that's something that's really helpful to know when you're meeting with a mental health professional to get advice. 
um, maybe to get a diagnosis um, or diagnoses if you have multiple, you know, who knows, but I definitely would caution you to categorize yourself um, because you're stigmatizing, I think, the uh, diagnosis. And with that, when you go to post about it on social media and you haven't had a, whether a mental health professional or a medical doctor or any health care professional in general who knows what they're doing, they've studied it, they've practiced it, they've spent years um, learning it and working with clients and patients. Um, when you share this information on social media, and for example, if you have a really big following, people are going to listen to you. And that just kind of spreads this misinformation. And then when it comes to our job as mental health, well, for me, future mental health professional, um, as a psychologist, to do a lot of reteaching and psychoeducation. And I'm not, you know, opposed to doing that. I think a lot of our job is to be a teacher of these things. That's why we're in school for so long. So we can teach about what we're learning um, and not just hide away in the information and act like we're superior. Um, but it also creates a lot of distress. Like for example, if, if, if you think you have ADHD, um, common a diagnosis uh, that covers up trauma, right? If um, people think I have ADHD, it actually could be trauma, but because of the, you know, the age differences, the onset of it. Um, but when we go around saying, oh, I have ADHD, I have ADHD, I have all these symptoms, I've read about it, I know I have it. You go on social media and you share that I have ADHD, this is what it looks like. You know, for a certain extent, yeah, I'm sure, you know, it's very similar. But when you're labeling yourself as that, people create this blueprint, right? They create this heuristic in their mind of, oh, I saw this person on social media. They said they have ADHD. They looked like they were doing this. And so therefore, I do that kinds of thing. I do some of those things too. I must have ADHD too. And then for everyone who's been diagnosed with ADHD, knows that when they see some of these posts that aren't very accurate and people are saying that they have this disorder, it's it's very stigmatizing. And again, it, I think it can be judgmental and we're giving them a lot of shame about their diagnosis. Um, and it's just not very well represented. Now, I think, like I said earlier with social media, if you do have that disorder and you didn't self-diagnose, you met with you know a mental health professional, um, or any, you know, again, health, like illness or complication, um, and you know you have it because you've met with a professional, um, I think then to some extent it's it's okay. But self-diagnosing is different from being self-aware. Self-awareness is realizing you have these tendencies. Um, you can realize that you do these, you have these thoughts, these feelings, these behavioral patterns, um, but it's not automatically assuming or making that judgment call on your own without professional guidance to say, I have this disorder. I have this illness. This is what it looks like. And sharing it on social media, because again, it's detrimental. It's stigmatizing. It creates this idea in pop psychology that this is what this disorder looks like. Um, this is why, you know, when we see like not always true crime, but like those serial killer documentaries, 
um, with specific diagnoses, especially schizophrenia. Um, <laughs> I think Hollywood has done a horrific job in demonstrating what schizophrenia can look like because it is kind of a spectrum too um but yeah it just it creates this image in our head that's maybe not accurate and it can be detrimental and honestly disrespectful for people who have that diagnosis so this was more of like i feel like a rant today but i think it's important too because you know i'm on social media i'm posting a lot of psychoeducation stuff and it's on me too to be aware, be self-aware of what I'm putting out there, the education I'm putting out, so I'm not contributing to any of this, any of these issues, these problems with self-diagnosing. Again, it's important to listen to your body, um, even if a professional gives you um, a diagnosis um, or gives you medical advice. Um, sometimes, I would hope not all the time or not very often, but sometimes it's not accurate and it doesn't reflect what we got. Um, we hear this all the time within the world of holistic medicine, right? Like I was I was given this recommendation by this Western doctor who didn't understand what I was going through. Um, you know, cultural factors too, they didn't consider that. And now it doesn't even reflect what I'm dealing with. And now I have to go back or go to a, maybe a different doctor and see if they can get something that's more true and representative to what I'm dealing with. There's always that scenario. And I think it happens more than it should. Um, and I think holistics does, you know, a good job of understanding that. However, not every mental health professional, not every medical professional, not every healthcare professional is on it, right? And we do make mistakes. And I know I will too when I'm older and have my degree. However, I think it's important to still have a little trust in the system because these people have spent years, I'm being a little biased now, but we have spent years and years, me not yet, but others have spent years and years practicing, studying, researching, um, working with clients, right? Doing all these things. And I would still would rather put my hands with them than just anyone who's reading off of like MMD, um, any social media post, right? Anything like that. So even with my own post, please take everything with a grain of salt. Please talk to your healthcare professional, whoever that is, whoever you trust, um, who is representing you well, who's understanding you holistically, um, not just trying, hopefully not just trying to make money off you. Um, but yeah, please listen to them um, the best that you can. It's very, very normal to have professionals that we don't click with. Even in therapy, you hear it all the time. Like I had to switch therapists because we didn't vibe. That's totally normal. Even with doctors, just because we have degrees doesn't mean we're always going to vibe with them. So just know that's super normal. And just know that these people hopefully have your best interest in mind. So do not self-diagnose. Do not take what you learn on TikTok, uh, Instagram, even from me with your whole heart. Please, please, please meet with a mental health, medical, you know, whoever, healthcare professional. So thank you so much for tuning in for uh, this discussion today, this continuous health and wellness conversation 
hopefully you enjoyed almost like this rant, <laughs> um, but really understanding the differences between self-diagnosis and self-awareness. Again, your self-awareness, I want everyone to be self-aware, whether that's of your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors, the triggers that have initiated it, and not stigmatizing disorders or illnesses and health complications um, because of things we've seen on social media, WebMD, whatever the case is. Um, now, if you have any questions, further comments, I would love to hear them. So if you're, especially if you're on Spotify, I have a question and answer. If you have anything, feel free to write it on there. Email me, holistichealinglc at gmail.com. Uh, DM me on my Instagram page, you know, whatever way is best for you. If you're interested in a health service, right? If you want a session of your own with me, reach out to me. I have sessions. I do wellness sessions, coaching sessions, and also tarot readings. So if you're interested in anything like that, let me know. And if you're, if you want to be on the show, I'd love to have you. If you have someone in mind who you think would be a great addition to the Holistic Healers podcast guest, let me know what that too. And like I said before, if you have any topics that you're like, I really want to learn more about this, where is a podcast or a post about this? Let me know as well. So thank you all so much. Happy July 1st, and I will see you all next time. Thank you. Talk to you all soon. Bye.